0: Girl, I like you. I do. I be a no, like you. I, do. I hit you when Can
1: you fit me in your plans? I, like I Alright, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producers for the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Doseckies. Get a dose. And this next segment is gonna be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words a key to any perfect cocktail, and that's Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in all different flavors. Or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right. Got some more interaction coming in Facebook Live, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start here because it kind of parlays, and let me finish my take about Josh Allen. Carl's checking in and says cold weather is overrated. These players, uh, the players most of the time come from the south, not Nebraska. Noon looks like ten degrees weather. Carl, you coldly missed the point, and yet no, it's not overrated. It matters, and what I mean by that, Carl, is first of all, Josh Allen played his football in Wyoming. It ain't eighty degrees in Wyoming. What I'm telling you is that when you're the Buffalo Bills have been, and they were last night one-dimensional because they cannot run the ball against good teams when they need to run it. You cannot – I don't care if you got digs, if they go out and get another receiver. When you have snow blowing sideways and you got snow like that, I don't care how good Josh Allen is, you cannot throw the ball all over the field and be successful. I mean, Cincinnati's defense, I don't think they're on the level of the 49ers, but the Cincinnati Bengals defense ain't chopped liver either. So, yes, it does matter, Carl. I mean, if you look at some of them old Buffalo teams that went to four straight Super Bowl, oh, I don't know. They had a guy by the name of Thurman Thomas. That's the Hall of Famer that could run the ball in January. And and what did he do? He played on a team that had the K-Gun offense. They were throwing it all over the place. They were throwing it all over. Don Beebe, Reed, all these guys, They Lofton, they were throwing it around, but they could run the ball when it got in January and it snowed like that. That's my point, Mr. Carl. It does matter. And and I don't care if it's sunny or snowing. He is on the path of Dan Marino's career until the organization, and they look at it, and they get him. And they and it's not just about getting a running back. Because I thought they solved it when they got Cook. They, they, they stole Cook late on the draft uh, out of Georgia of the national team from last year. He has spot, man. He was spotty all year. It's not just about getting a running back. It's about getting an offensive system and a coordinator to sit there and say, hey, Josh, I know you like to run around, and I know you can make up first down your feet, but we're going to probably run it the first two or three times this drive. We're going to get our running back involved. That's what they got to be committed to, or they're going home early every time. And the Bills mafia, they've been loyal. I think they deserve another trip to a Super Bowl. They deserve a Super Bowl. But no one's given, no fan base, and no team, and no coach, no ownership is given giving a Super Bowl. You got to go earn it. You got to build it. You got to build it from the ground up. A lot of these organizations, a lot of things try to buy stuff, renovate. Okay. Got to build it from the ground up. Okay. That's my point about them. Good season. Days got a little emotional. Report said that he just grabbed his stuff, walked out of it. We saw a little. You know, exchange between him and Josh Allen on the sideline. I don't think that's no big deal. They play Call of Duty together. They're close. But the heat of moment, because they thought, and everybody in Mala thought, the Bills were going to be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Or at least we were going to sit there and see Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen Park dead. Didn't happen. Joe has something to say with it. And Joe also reminded everybody, get your refunds on that neutral site. That's the one thing I was happy for, though. I mean, after seeing Kansas City play in that weather and see a bubble, I mean, we really going to go to ATL, a.k.a. Chocolate City, and pretty much play a game in the AFC. No, we ain't in the AFC State. We're going to AFC. So luckily, we get an AFC championship game between Cincinnati going to Arrowhead. And, oh, they're nervous. Okay. Oh, Arrowhead's nervous. And let me tell you why. Because Joe's coming in, probably going to pack a couple Cuban cigars. And the thing that's made this interesting is Saturday, which Kansas City was victorious over Jacksonville. So, finally, Trevor Lawrence has his first loss on a Saturday. Jacksonville has nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, they had a surprising season. I do think they were there by default because the South was just so messed up. I mean, Tennessee was retooling, rebuilding, what you want to say. Colts is just a hot mess, and the Texans, we know what's up. We know what the Texans were. All they were trying to do is tank for the last two seasons. Okay, that's basically what the Texans were doing, and some other things too. But we won't get into that because we got new family in. I give it going to scare them off too. Quick. The truth of the matter is Jacksonville has nothing to hold ahead. But there's an ankle problem going on in Kansas City. There's a little ankle, you know. And it happened early too. Hell, before I could get to the game and turn, it like, oh, whoa. What the hell? What the hell is that? Whatever the Patrick. I thought before I saw the play, I was like, man, we got another concussion. No, it was his ankle. And then he had to say, man, go get the x-ray. Sit your ass down, man. You ain't coming back in. Go get the x-ray. It's like you talk to a little kid. Pat went in there and came back, top, taped it up, probably shot him up with something. Definitely shot him up yeah. with something. Let me tell you, man, when he rolled out of bed today, before he could see another obnoxious tweet by his wife. Okay, golly, man. Are you, you, that's why, That's why I'll never have in this lifetime, maybe another. That's why it's not meant for me to have that kind of money. Because if I had that kind of money and I'm supporting the family, I'm sitting the wife down and I'm getting my crazy ass brother and say, hey, let me tell you something, man. If there's one more tweet, I won't need, um, you know, I won't need Elon Musk to verify nothing. You better send every text, you, every tweet you got of everybody. You're always tweeting something crazy. But that ankle, before he can roll out of bed, that ankle is feeling kind of, ooh. That's a big factor in this game. And let me tell you something right now. The guys out in the desert have this game. I've always educated y'all, my old listeners, I've always told you about how line setters, how they look, and how they look at game and how much quarterbacks are worth. This game is an arrowhead. This game is sitting at, I think it opened up at a minus one, one and a half, It's sitting at a pick them right now at most spots. That is all about that ankle. Now, I think that, granted, even if Patrick Mahomes was 100%, if you look at the factor of him being 0 3 and this Chiefs team being 0 3 against Cincinnati and Joe Burrow, I will tell you if the ankle is 100%, that line probably would have been Cincinnati Bengals 3. I mean, excuse me, Kansas City Chiefs 3.5 to 4 points. They would have gave him maybe if it was healthy. That's down to a pick because it's a crapshoot. What what is one of the most important parts of Patrick Mahomes' game? Mobility. Being able to run. Let alone with the boogeyman coming. It's in everybody's head over there. And you know this Cincinnati thing, I've apologized to them enough, Flip, but the one thing I'm also going to say about Cincinnati that I might have to come around through the course of this, I got to stop. I guess I'm trying to sit there and really figure out why I don't like Cincinnati's head coach. Why I'm not really that. And and I ain't the only one that really not sold on. Look, man, this guy's going to two straight AFC championship games. We've got two teams in the final four that are making their second straight conference championship uh, trip. 49ers on the NFC, Bengals, AFC. That ain't, this ain't the NBA, man. That is not easy to do in the national football league. You can't coast, through 82 games, and have two guys play f- 35 because we got low management and still say, oh, we'll be back in the Western Conference. No, it doesn't work that way that. that is impressive. Hats off to the Cincinnati Bengals and hats off to the 49ers. That is tough to do. So I've got to back off. What's my man's name, Zach? Zach Taylor, yeah. I still look at one eye open, but I still got to sit there and say, you know what, man, I got to leave that guy alone. Something's he doing something over there, and he's in you know I me. Mean, honestly, he got better this year with his play calling and his risk taking. He did. I and again, you know, sometimes we live in a microwave society, and what you do for now, we sometimes we don't even get coaches, young coaches, the opportunities to develop. I'm guilty of that too, to a certain extent. I do a better job of managing it the most, but that's just the reality. Is I need to lay off Zach. I think that's mic drop going into Buffalo, snowing. Heavily favored team, everybody buying tickets to Atlanta, everybody waiting. Oh, can't wait till we see this Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. We got the new overtime ruled out. Joe Burrow said, hey, I'm going to borrow something from Lee Corso. I'm not so fast, my friend. I'm going to leave him alone, man. I'm going to leave Zach alone.
0: What you got? When you look at those two teams going to -to back-to-back conference championships, a lot of it is just momentum. Uh, going into the weekend, talked about the Niners and the and the winning streak that they were on. You know, Purdy picked it up and carried it over for Garoppolo. I think eleven now. And and you have on the other side, the Bengals haven't haven't lost since Halloween. You know, yeah. Finish the season strong.
1: And now they're just rolling through the playoffs. No, it's always matters when you can get hot later on, even whether you're a non-playoff team. The teams they finish hot, the regular season that don't really make the playoffs. I've always had a former. Those are teams that's always going to be my radar on preseason picks going into the next season. So let alone if you get hot and get into the playoffs. Yeah, they certainly didn't
0: coast through this
1: year. No, no. You know, they 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 deserve a lot of credit, man. That's very impressive because it didn't start. It started off pretty ugly for them the first two or three weeks of the season. I thought it was just like, you know, we were going to lose a list and we're going to lose flip because he would have been he wouldn't have been able to stand it. But I took the L on that. I'll take the L on that. Because I ain't started my victory lap on that bay. Okay, I might call E 40 up. Say, hey, man, I told everybody I ain't even damn when Jimmy went down, I didn't care. All these people on TV, man, making stuff. Oh, man, power. Oh, Jimmy went down. Hello. And my Herm Edwards verse. Hello. do you see who's coaching them? Have you seen the team? That is a complete football team. They had injuries. IRLC. That is a complete team. They're going to three out of four. Now, credit to John Lynch. He did understudy. Two years, they opened the door and we're going to charge you a class. John said, come here. Sit in April. Let's sit in the war room with me. John put in the work. Lynch put in the work, man. And don't worry about that Trey, Lance situation. Brock, what are you going to do? Who gives a damn? They'll figure it don't matter. And the thing about what Dallas got to think about, what Jerry Jones and Steven got to look at when they look at Dak and they look at all these good, Dak sucks. Let them go. What are we going to do? Well, you know, Mike's kind of, what they got to look at is the 49ers are not going anywhere. They sent you home twice. They will be back waiting on your ass again next season. I don't know who's going to be quarterback, but they'll be back. They're a problem. I think when you look at it right now, you know, Kansas city at some time, at some point, they're going to get a path of resistance in the AFC West. That's fact. I know you can't see it right now, but it's coming here pretty soon. I can tell you what team it's going to be, but it's going to be there. But I will tell you this out of the teams that are left Cincinnati, and the 49ers are the two teams out of the final four they're gonna be here for a minute no disrespect to my man Jalen hurts roll tie no disrespect to philly the 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 roseman family how they operated philly philly could sit here and go win this whole thing this year and something happens something goes philly missed the playoffs next year that's just a track record of that organization so no disrespect to philly fans fly eagles fly i know y'all been singing that damn song for the last 48 hours. But the reality is two out of the four, Cincinnati. Ain't got, uh, and let me tell you something else with that tape, with me saying that. If I'm Lamar Jackson and his mom, I'm saying, hey, hey, Biscotty, check my bank account today. Yeah, they had me on hold because I, you know, I ain't got the app. I didn't check my balance. Did y'all have the direct deposit in yet? Oh, you didn't? Because I just saw a guy in Cincinnati. They're not going anywhere. You think the Ravens can afford to lose Lamar Jackson right now? Hell no. Cleveland? The Ravens and Pittsburgh, they're dealing with this guy. They're not going anywhere. If anything, they're just going to get better. I can't imagine when they really get like three first team all pros on the offensive line to Cincinnati. Can you imagine that when you're going to give this guy that much time? When that happens, when they really protect him? Keeping it going. Um, speaking of Philly in that game, dominated the Giants, just domination. I was already on Netflix search and said, Like, man, is there anything I haven't seen? Like, it was like sick. I just knew when he got 21 is there. I'm like, man, oh, vanilla Vic, or whatever Jonas said they gave him today. The- hey, that was a steamroll. That looked like class 5A. Let me talk Texas language. That looked like class 6A versus uh a 7, on seven school, a class 2 A. Man, what the hell was that? And also what that came to mind, that just shows me how trash Minnesota's defense is. That just showed me how much work Minnesota really has to do on the defensive side of the ball. They dominated. Now, the Giants play with house money, man. Giants weren't even supposed to be here. They weren't even supposed to make the playoffs. But because you had a good year from Barkley and Daniel Jones, I know what you need to do with Barkley. I don't think he's getting Zeke money when Zeke got it. I don't think too. It's just the way the running backs are. Do you marry Daniel Jones or do you still, Or you, are you basically marry him? Do you just date him or do you just say y'all are common law? It's a question for that. They're in a, they're in a pickle a little bit because, because I think that just scared Giants fans a little bit. That performance Saturday night. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I would tell Dallas fans, you could have Giants problems. You could sit there and be the Giants to really know, like, do we really want to give this? But what is there? There's, there's evidence of when it's good for Dak. I think there's evidence of Daniel Jones too, but Daniel hasn't. I'm talking about in big time situations and games. So Giants have a question, I believe, on how much, how committed do they want to really get to Daniel Jones? What do you got? Well, just like
0: Dallas and the questions they have, I mean, the eagles going up as early as they did on the giants in the way that they did they made them one dimensional now dallas became one dimensional because they lost tony pollard zeke isn't who he was before tony has been a, a very dynamic part of that offense for the majority of the season and so then it was reliant on dak and that's where dak didn't come up in the big moment and and, and it was new york was being asked you know for danny dimes to come up in the big moment and because you have to, at that point, you're, you're forced to pass the ball. When you finish the game and Saquon Barkley has fewer than 10 carries. Yeah. When he's been the, the workhorse down
1: the stretch. It's a, it's a whole different ball game. I, I do think that. I think that is the less attempts of Barkley. I didn't know it was only a 10. But the one thing I would say to that is actually a nine. Nine. It's less than 10. Look, Philly was dialed in Saturday night. On the run game, there was they were they knew first of all, it's cutting the head off the snake. Everything about them could focus on the run against Akon Barkley. Can't do that against the gold rush coming in. Can't do that. They got too many weapons. You can't do that. And I say that they can't be successful, but you can't do that. That's the difference. And not only that, Giants' run scheme system ain't even as complex as the 49ers. It's not, it's not. It's going to be a good game, man. It's going to be a violent game. It's going to be violent. It's going to be some big boy hitting going on. You know? You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing Spin the One and Twos. We'll be back. <laughs> All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark produces fit of the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Doseckies. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pendleton Whiskey. Pendleton Whiskey is an oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier fed spring water is added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Pendleton Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and a rich, complex flavor. Pendleton whiskey is the official whiskey bottle, um, pretty much of the, and the official spirit of the pro rodeo cowboy association. And it's the official whiskey of the professional bull riding tour, the PBR velocity tour. And it is an official sponsor of the sports grind. That is Pendleton whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right. So keeping it moving. Um, no, I mean it's it's a situation where, you know, with if you just look at the landscape of the teams that are left, like I said, two out of these teams I know for sure are going to be here for a minute. Um, one because of their quarterback, speaking of Joe Burrow, and the other one is just because of their front office, their GM and their head coach speaking of the 49ers. Okay? That's just that's just the reality. That's the reality. Uh, keeping it moving here, uh, some off the field uh, NFL news. Um, you know what? First off, yeah, there's a couple of things. One, uh, you're going back real quick before we get into the off the field NFL news. Uh, Jonas and I were just talking here during break, and we go back to the Dallas game. And then this is just another thing for people that just want to be lazy and just basically talk about Dak Prescott sucks and he's trash. Let's talk about. In regards to the circumstances that went into that, let's talk about the kicking game, the special teams. Now Dallas, special teams got a turnover. They got it right there on the end, short field, but, oh, sorry. You're playing the number one score defense. Can't let you in. Sorry. You haven't been watching? Oh, okay. Let us show you. But what about playing a game when you know you got a kicker that got the yips? They blocked the first extra point, which that was going to be wide, wide left. That was going to end up in Alcatraz. The Rock, okay? You know? I was like, damn, man. Sean Connery and Nicholas Cage, they know whatever you, what the hell you kicking on? Luckily, it got blocked. That was really going to be in his head. But how do you like, you don't, we do want to talk about Dak, but how are we running the game and what do you think that does with the vibe when you can't even get three when this was a field goal game for the first half? I mean, there was one play where they should have really probably tried to take the three points, but they went for it on fourth and six or fourth and eight. But I know Dak sucks. That's all it has to do with. Dak's trash. Off the field news, NFL. Um, Reports are out there that Sean Payton is going to be uh, lining up another interview. His second interview with uh, Denver. Later on this week, there's conflicted reports. Some people say it's tomorrow, some people say it's later this week. Now, what is being reported to? I think he's meeting with Carolina face to face today. Now, let me tell you something there's a chance that Carolina might not let him leave without a contract. I've heard Sean likes their owner, Sean is a historian of the national football league, Sean Payton has an ego and Sean Payton knows that, Hey, this is a short list of coaches who can say that they've stayed in the same division and coached against their team or their franchise that they helped get over the hump. Speaking of the NFC South Carolina's ownership's got money too. Now they're still paying Matt rule a good chunk of money. This number of 20 to 25 million, there's no salary cap in coaching. is being floated out there. Now, the situation about basically in Denver, you know, the Pinner group is really being thorough about this whole search. They really are. They're on their second round. You know, I found out, I didn't even know this, but I found out this morning, last year when they went to the interview process, they didn't even start the second round of the process because they already basically gave Hackett the job after one interview. My goodness. Hindsight's twenty twenty. It makes you even want to throw up more than consider the way the season went. So the Pitter said, not on our watch. Okay? Not on our watch. Don't you know we only keep three lanes open at most of our stores across the country? Because we know how to conserve. We know how to do thorough things. Look, they're on their second round. There's a dark horse name out there that I'm hearing. And, you know, when you when you went into these odds, because we put odds on everything. Yeah, yeah there's odds on coaching in favor. When D'Amico Ryan started this process, D'Amico Ryan was like a plus 2,000, 2,500 or 3,000, something like that, to get the head coaching job at that. This morning, his odds dropped to plus 500. There's rumblings kind of going. Now, the thing that makes you a little weary of this, I think D- D'Amico's personality, The problem you the the, the defense ain't the problem in Denver. Ain't been the problem in seven years. Hell, the year they won the Super Bowl, that that defense that offense sucked. And Peyton, so you get a D'Amico. Is that just a glaring that's gonna fix that problem? This is another thing. He canceled his interviews with the Texans and he canceled with the Colts. Now the report came out that is like, hey man, I got to get ready for the for the Dallas Cowboys. Those meetings haven't been rescheduled yet. Keep in mind, he's only interviewed with two teams so far, the Texans and Denver Broncos. If I'm not mistaken, D'Amico Ryan's played at Houston. He's played for this ownership. So you got to watch that is developing. Sean, I really think Sean wanted to be in L.A. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to TV, but I will tell you the dark house to look for out in Colorado. And, 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 and I applaud it. I roll with it. And that's Shaw. Out of Stanford. He's only had one interview, but he's lingering right there. And I will tell you this, and this brings back to my college point in Michigan. I ain't heard of no extension for Coach Harbaugh yet in Michigan. Keep this in mind. I understand he's already put out and said, hey, man, I want to be in Michigan. There's been no rumors of no new contract extension. They've got this situation going on with this investigation. There's a lot of Stanford people up there in that office in Colorado. If you don't get Sean Payton, in my opinion, what I'm hearing, Penner might pick up the phone and call Harbaugh director like, are you sure you don't, are you sure, son? You sure you don't want to scratch that itch in the National Football League? I told you, man, on my short sure list, Codwell, Codwell will probably come a little bit before Shaw because at Codwell, I know what I'm getting with Codwell. Codwell fix Rush us too. Fix for us too. Got one in Detroit, man. After, and Matt Millen's residue still wasn't cleaned up yet. He just got a raw deal in Indy. And we know what he was dealing with in Detroit. So that's something to pay attention to. And we'll see where Dan Quinn, you know, Dan Quinn, I think he's going to interview with the Colts. You know, I just, again, Dan Quinn, he doesn't do it for me for a head coach. He really doesn't. If he goes on and be successful, he has some success with Atlanta. He went to the Super Bowl. Who was his coordinator? Kyle. Jenny Jen. I ain't seen Matt Ryan look like that since Kyle left to debate. But Dan Quinn, you have to wonder, is he gonna get one of these jobs? Probably. Probably. Other off-the-field news, the Aaron Rodgers trade rumors are heating up again. This guy's just a jackass, man. I'm tired of Aaron jacking all the attention for like two years down the road, and obviously three years. Look. The reports out there, you're looking at teams like the Saints. The Jets are being rumored. That could kind of make sense. And supposedly the Green Bay Packers, from what I'm hearing, are looking like this could be a mutual thing where they can get a couple first-round back because what also they're anticipating, they're anticipating letting go on some players that they think is going to piss Aaron Rodgers off. You can't operate like that. You know, they don't have an ownership. They're owned by the, the fans. Oh, so cute. I understand their unique situation, but you cannot operate as a GM and as a coach where you got to walk on eggshells because you want to go a different direction on a skill player or a receiver or a lineman or, or, or a defensive player, Aaron's resume. He is a future hall of famer. He's a first time ballot hall of famer, but his resume does not warrant him this much kind of control to say he, that he is one in four. And, and three of them losses, the two of them then came at home. He missed the playoffs this year. And all of that, and I would tell you, proceed with caution with the team that wants to get in bed and trade for him. Aaron ain't playing past next season. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. You got to wonder, you got to look it down there at that scene too um, with Tennessee, which I think I haven't said. I got to let Malik get out there and go. We need to have some patience, man. They drafted a kid. I know I watched some Liberty games. They, they drafted. I think he's going to be all right. He just wasn't ready to touch the field this year. He wasn't ready to touch the field this year. Also, switching gears a little bit to the NBA. Uh, your Spurs, the Spurs are in action tonight in Portland. Okay. Um, as they pretty much try, they come rare, but they try to pick up a, a road win. We'll see how that plays out. Denver continues. The Nuggets, they continue to roll on and be good. Uh, the Lakers um, got a win over Memphis Friday night. And the story out of that one came out with old Shannon Sharp that got into some verbal altercation with Brooks of the Memphis Grizzlies and pretty much the whole Memphis team. You know, I read lips in real time because I know he was just like, hey, man, come get some. First of all, Shannon is built and Shannon looked at you. You see, I've got I had to pull it out, you know, today. Luckily, I dropped about 30 or 40. Cause I it wouldn't have been. I'm just, sorry, Shannon. I'll be with you, but I had to rep him today. Though know, the Hall of Fame Sure. I had to stand with him. Now, granted, I'm here. I didn't see his old apology, but Shannon took the high road and apologized. But to me, it just goes back to first ball. Shannon, he's built like he could still go get you 50 50 yards in a touchdown. I mean, ain't, ain't nobody really wanted that smoke either, and Jaw's dad didn't either. You know, I, I think it was I, I sent Casey Rob. I think I sent him a meme. I came across you that Friday. You know when he's basically coming around and like hey you want some of this old man no that's pretty much what he's a like. john's dad trying to Shannon look swole man with it even though he got a sweater on it looked like he was a mr rogers sweater Then cost probably about four thousand dollars too so before i cut on it, but that's family i'm gonna ride with Shannon. i knew he'd take the high road apart but this also goes these athletes these younger athletes in the day of everybody the platforms the tv the social media they're so sensitive in regards to guys that have platforms like Sean, I mean, excuse me, uh Shannon Sharp. And when they come and attack, like all all Shannon said was, like, hey, he LeBron, he's too small, he can't guard LeBron. Brooks' reaction, let me know he's got something personal against Shannon. Or he's tired of maybe they think you know Shannon kisses LeBron's ass too much or whatever. They just sensitive, man. This new athlete, they just sensitive. Who gives a damn what 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 you know Sharp is saying, you know, on the sideline or whatever. It was a situation that could have escalated, but I didn't see it. I didn't see it getting to that point, you know, but that's just to take. I mean, social media has leaked over to life where everybody feels like they can be aggressive with just people in person because they know they can be aggressive by tweeting and saying, like, screw it, man. I'm just going to tell this guy, try Bang. But would you say that to that guy's face? We're living in a social media society that causes dust ups, you know, like that. You got something? Well,
0: just that on that point, I mean, Shannon started it. You know, and did he whether, know? Well, if you're if you're sideline, uh, you know, you're side, you feel entitled enough to be able to say something to a player in the game, and that then t- turns into. A, thankfully, it didn't turn into an altercation that that altered the game. Let me ask. Could you something. imagine if 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 Stephen Adams turns around and shoves Shannon Sharp at that point because he got it in his face? Does he get ejected? Well, let me say, could changed it
1: all. Let me say this: I'm going to stick with this youth is sensitive. Because at the same time, if Shannon's reporting, all he said is that hey, he's too small, he can't carry, uh, you know, can't guard LeBron. I'm pretty sure Spike Lee played some, said some bad things and used to ride Reggie Miller's ass. When Reggie turned over, it's probably before your time, John. I don't know, man. Maybe you're on the monkey bars. At the end of the day, when Reggie Miller sit there and gave the famous choke sign, to Spike Lee, did we have? Was there security coming out in the garden because Reggie wanted to come and Spike Lee or whatever? They sensitive, man. They sensitive.
0: I think really it comes down to about nowadays because everything is everywhere. It comes down to accountability, and that's really what Shannon Sharp ha- had mentioned in his apology today. Yeah, what exactly is that? I've word? preached for six and a half uh, years responsibility and accountability, and I take full responsibility. For what transpired it does not matter what dylan brooks said or how many times he said it me being the responsible person me having the platform that i have and having so many people look up to me i was wrong i should have lowered the temperature in the arena instead i turned the temperature up and i let it get out of hand now if more fans that cause those kind of issues that that yell at nba players and what we've heard a, a a lot worse being said to nba players But if more of them had that kind of approach, like, wait, I was wrong. I turned – I escalated the situation. I paid my ticket to go watch these players play in their game, and I made it about me.
1: Well, first of all, that would mean a perfect world, but a, a, a fan that wants to show up, they're heckling for different reasons. They're heckling because they're tired because they have to go up and they have to punch their clock in at nine to five. And they're pissed off at you because you're on your team and you're making 30 million dollars a night in the NBA. So I want to show up and pay my five figures to sit there and call you all kinds of names of the sun. And if I borderline be racial, oh, well, deal with it. You make a lot of money. The difference between that and Shannon Sharp, man. Shannon Sharp is that is a Hall of Fame athlete. That is a guy that has a platform. I think applaud him because everything he said is there, right? But talking trash and saying you're too little. First of all, if that was just somebody out of L.A. that just had money sitting there to say, hey, you know what? You're just too little. Yeah, Dylan Brooks would say that, but he ain't sitting there saying F you. You ain't sitting there saying F you just that. That is, to me, in my opinion, that was festering just because of the platform Shannon has and who he is. And a lot of people in the media, a lot of people, fans, and a lot of NBA players, they are jealous the fact of it is that Shannon Sharp is, has a close relationship as he does with LeBron. They don't understand it. First of all, there's an age gap, not too big, but there's an age difference. LeBron told you at the game, he said, I ride with Shannon 365 days a year and won an elite year. I mean, come on, man. That's Shannon Sharp. That's why I had to put my Hall of Fame shirt on, dust it off, say, hey, man, bride for her. you know? Do you wear free so and so, free Meach t-shirts and all that. Hey man, let Shannon Sharp on ride for him. It's Hall of Famer, you know. Tight end got. Gotcha. I'm sorry, no disrespect, to Dylan Brooks. He's done nothing to change the NBA. Shannon Sharp changed the tight end position. People. Without Shannon Sharp, uh, they don't go and look like. Hey, who is that guy? I think he's basketball. I think his name's Gonzalez. His name's Tony Gonzalez. Tony wouldn't have been heard of. Shannon changed the position, bro. Real talk. And I'd say that even though, regardless of a blue, bleed, blue, and orange. Change position. There's no Travis Kelsey. There's no Kittles. There's no Antonio Gates. There's no Gronk. Tight ends used to be bulky and go two yards and just block that guy when we need to block. We'll call a pass play for you in a little bit. Shannon Sharp changed that, man. Mike Shanahan said, hey, you know what? You know what I could do with a tight end that's athletic? Let me design these plays. That's what Mike Shanahan said He went on to win two Super Bowls. And while he was saying that, you know who was sitting there right there while he was saying that? He's like, hey, this guy is a freak of nature, man. Kyle was in his crib right there, just looking at daddy, like, what is he doing? What's daddy drawing on there? Is that a play? What is that, Daddy? Oh, I'll teach you that, son. There's a it's called an X. There's always I'm drawing up a play. We got Green Bay coming up with a big Super Bowl. That's who was there. Y'all see it, don't you? yeah ain't going nowhere man ain't going nowhere also real quick before we get out of here on the college side you know i wanted to get into this but i know we didn't have time uh but you got to go look at this story because this is one of those that i think that was what gets lost on when you talk about the transfer portal uh newly required georgia wide receiver i think is uh rara thompson uh Rodarius thomas Reden- he goes by rah yeah. rah well yeah his mama named Rodarius. but i'm gonna call him Ra because he came from mississippi state he was transferred order he's got he's got on some uh, felony charges on i think they call it imprisonment false, false imprisonment and misdemeanor battery family violence okay now false okay. imprisonment i'm no lawyer i'm no lawyer but i would have to say that has to do that he held somebody against their will or held somebody cat like you leave here this is this that has to do with that, right?
0: I think it can mean even as much as not letting somebody out of the door. Correct?
1: Okay. I just feel like they picked the kid up in the transfer portal. This transfer portal, do you really know everybody in their background or who you're recruiting? Or you just you didn't sit on their couch, you just get into the transfer portal. I want to get more into that, but we ran out of time. We don't have enough time today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. All right, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene. People up in Tyler, people up in the shy city, people down the whole 305 South Florida region and my people down Laredo, when that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, before you hit the snooze button, and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself, you grinding. Peace. See you tomorrow.
0: When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York.